Uh, and that's really created an ability for me to impact the lives of about, we average about 5 million people every week through the media. And, uh, and that's beautiful because we, in our profession, we need to get more out there and really educate the public into this new way of thinking uh, that is from inside out. And also understanding that health needs to be a priority in somebody's lives instead of always an afterthought. <laughs>
And um, I went to Parker and I remember sitting first row listening to Dr. Parker and I had this inspiration that I just wanted to be of service. Uh, the first lesson he told me is that if I focus on service and not survival, mm. I will never survive. That if I dedicated my life to the benefit of others, I would always have what I wanted in my life. So what I did is I started coming up with an idea of how to service students in chiropractic. And mm. the Parker seminars did not have any students that ever have spoken at the seminars. It was primarily for doctors. So I pre presented a proposal to Dr. Carl Parker, which was running the seminars at that time. He was the son of Dr. Jim Parker. And uh, initially he told me he only had 10 minutes for me. Well, he canceled the whole afternoon and uh, invited me to speak. And I had created a program for students only. And I called every student leader in every school. And I told them that if they will help me get uh, 10 people into the seminar, I will give them a free registration, which was $295. But if they will help me get 25, I will pay for their airfare and their hotel. And guess how many people we got a month and a half later? 50 students at $295. Two and a half years later, we had the biggest gathering of students to this date. Guess how many students showed up at a Parker seminar? 800 students. Wow. It was something that was so unbelievable, but it taught me that when you really come up with something, even though I had no experience on speaking, I yeah. had no experience of being in front of anybody else, Dr. John Martini was an inspiration to me to be a speaker. Yeah. I saw myself like him. We kind of have the similar last name, Mancini, Martini. We both kind of dress similar. And uh, I said to myself, I can do this. But then when I graduated, um, I practiced in Miami, Florida, and then I went to Belgium, Europe. Most people don't know that about me. Really? I practiced in Belgium for a year, wow. and it was an amazing experience. It's one of the highest volume practices in Europe at the time. And I, uh, I learned the impact of chiropractic. I learned that adjusting patients is all you need to do. That when you adjust patients, the body has the ability to heal in a greater way. It wasn't about my personality or my ability to talk to patients and, and try to educate them so much because I couldn't speak the language. It was all about being present time with mm. myself, their, my innate intelligence, their innate intelligence, and really give them something great. And then I came back and I started my own, I, I worked for Dr. Parker for two years. He mentored me. Uh, he, in, in Europe, I was making $10,000 uh, a year, uh, a month. Uh, working three days a week, six-hour yeah. days. Yeah. With Dr. Parker, he offered me $1,000 a month, working 16-hour days, seven days a week. And I did it. And I would have paid him that money because yeah. let me tell you, a mentor is not about what you can get out of them or what they, what they pay you. It's about the learning, the experiences. Yeah. Within those two years, I found myself, right, 10 years later, being Dr. Parker, running the whole Parker empire, the product company, the seminar company, the chiropractic college at 33 years old. Wow. So the experiences that he told me fast forward me into the level of impact and contribution that I could have in this profession. So that's why I believe in mentoring so much. So then I practiced for 10 years. Uh, Dr. Parker passed away. The board tricked me into becoming the next president. I thought I would do it for like six months. 
uh, but you know, God had a different plan. Yeah. So I did it for 13 and a half years. And uh, in practice, I was very successful. Uh, in, uh, as a college president, I put a team together and we broke every record in chiropractic and we became the most stable chiropractic college in the nation. The, the, the most revered brand of Parker. Uh, yeah. We have more money in the bank than any school. We were the only school at the time that was debt free. Now there's two, Parker and Logan. Uh, all the other schools are in debt. So mm. it was just a beautiful journey. And then that's when I wrote my fourth best-selling book. You know, my first book was Chicken Soup for the Chiropractic Soul. Then I did The Wellness Soul. Then I did uh, Feeling Fab. And then I wrote The Power of Self-Healing. And that's the book that my patient and my dear friend, Dr. Phil, invited me to his show and it changed my life. Uh, it really made me realize, and he was one of the ones that taught me, that when you would uh, impact or leverage mass mediums like television mm. and radio, that you will have an opportunity to impact more people. So after I retired from Parker, I started a radio show with Hay House, which was my publisher. They had over a million listeners every single week. And then I started doing television, the doctors, Dr. Phil, and that's what I've been doing for the last seven years. Mm -hmm. I lecture 70, time, 70 plus times a year, somewhere in the world. And then I do radio and television for the doctors, Dr. Phil, Hay House. Uh, and also uh, I, uh, I do a lot of uh, online summits, radios mm -hmm. for Fox News for the last five years, CNN. Uh, and that's really created an ability for me to impact the lives of about, we average about 5 million people every week through the media. And, uh, and that's beautiful because we, in our profession, we need to get more out there and really educate the public into this new way of thinking um, that is from inside out. And also understanding that health needs to be a priority in somebody's lives instead of always an afterthought. So it's, it's an amazing journey. Uh, there's a lot more things that you'll be seeing Next for me is going to be my own TV show. It's already in the works uh, and, uh, and doing more books. I have eight books listed that I need to write. So as soon as I sell this one in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to start my next one, which will be my sixth one. So I'm just excited to be with you and, and have an honest conversation because I want this interview to be, you know, no, no pretensions, no hold back. You can ask me anything, but let's really have an honest conversation uh, where we can really impact everyone that's watching. So, first of all, I mean, to um, you know, when you go to like the famous books, like Lead the Field, but and you know, all that. They just talk about the person that serves the most is the most abundant. And I think that I wrote a couple of things down while you were talking. One was there's no ways you could have had the success you've had at Parker, the success you've had on TV, and the success you've had just in practice without having some marketing fundamentals. And, and, and understanding, you know, it seems like when you talk, I think a lot of chiropractors back into the conversation between like sales and marketing, if you will, and then service. So I, I kind of wanted to talk to you a little bit about how you feel, because the other thing you've mastered is being able to speak. So, so when, when you were growing, let's go right back to the beginning, yeah. when you were growing your practice, what would you say were some marketing fundamentals, whether it's mindset or a couple of things that you did in your practice like bricks, like real down-to-earth stuff that everyone can do. What would you recommend every doc should be doing in their practice to grow their practice um, from, you know, from start? It doesn't matter how advanced they are. When I say that for you, what pops up for you? 
Well, you know, as a, as a practitioner, I had yeah. 10 years of experience of, of really understanding what works and what doesn't work in building a great practice. Yes. But as Parker president, I was able to uh, see what over 45,000 practices were doing and what was working and what wasn't working. And now that I'm in the media, I get the ear of the people. I know what they're looking for. So let me put it all together. So when I started in practice, the most important thing that I learned from Dr. Parker was that a practice is an extension of the person. The most important marketing thing that you can do is be clear with your value. Mm. You see, I was very gung-ho on the value of chiropractic, Mm. not only because of what it's done for my life, but what it did for the lives of everybody I interviewed what it did for the lives of my patients, what it did for the lives of uh, when I was an intern in college and those patients that I saw in the clinic, you know? So there was no second guessing myself that whenever a patient entered chiropractic care, that they were gonna benefit. You know, most of our international studies have shown that eight out of 10 people benefit from chiropractic care. That's a huge percentage. Eight out of 10 people get well through chiropractic care. 10 people get slightly well, 10%, I mean, uh, one, one person or 10%, and then 10%, no effect at all. But at least 80% of the people that we benefit. So the most important thing is you gotta be certain about your value because right. everything stems from that. So what were some of the things that I did? Well, when I was helping Dr. Parker in the school and he was overseeing the whole practice, we learned that the number one practice building technique, guess what it is? I would guess. Yeah. The number one, we, I mean, Dr. Parker was a stickler in serving people as to what was working and what was not working. Mm -hmm. So on Tuesday nights, if you do a 20 minute presentation on a health talk that is relevant to your community, not that you're going to say why you need to be a chiropractic patient, but you're going to say things like how to lose 10 pounds in 30 days naturally how to double your sleep, uh, how to uh, have more energy um, without depending on coffee or energy drinks. You see, these are topics that people really want to learn about. Mm -hmm. So what I did is I started doing lectures. Mm -hmm. And not only in my office, I talked myself into doing the lectures for my city because Mm -hmm. my city had a health board that they had a partnership with the hospital and the hospital was providing medical doctors to do topics like arthritis and Alzheimer's and, and diabetes and all the typical topics. So then I talked myself into being the next one. They were averaging out of a city of 120,000 people, guess how many people they were averaging once a month in their lectures? Less than 50, Yeah. right? And what I did is I talked to them and I said, listen, I want to do something a little bit different. I want to create a lecture that is unique. So one of my friends, uh, Stephen Covey, wrote a book called Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Mm-hmm. So what I did is I, made, I titled my lecture Seven Habits of Highly Healthy People. And they called me a week later and said, we already have over 500 people registered to come. We're gonna have to move it to our biggest auditorium in the city. And I did those lectures every month and I was averaging about 50 new patients every time I lecture. So then I found a little restaurant that was in my shopping center. 
and I used to eat there for lunch and I got to know the, the, the owner and he was telling me, you know, what was going on? Uh, that one of the nights, I think it was Wednesday night, his restaurant was dead, only two people or whatever. And he said, I don't know what to do. And I said, well, why don't you let me do a lecture and just like a 15 minute lecture on something exciting, we'll promote it to your people that come during the day. And I started doing lectures in a restaurant and it was sold out. That Wednesday became the biggest night, even more than Friday and Saturday. The lines were so big to try to get in. And I would just let people know about something relevant and then invite them to be a part of my practice. Uh, and then I started doing, in those days, I did do radio. Yeah. So because I'm bilingual, there was a radio station, I'm in Dallas, Texas, and a lot of the people here are Mexican descent. So Spanish is a very prevalent language here. So I started being the guest on some of these radio shows. I never paid for uh, a show myself. I was just the guest. You see, I teach people that you can pay for radio and television, and that will help you because it is very effective. But when you become the guest of a news or a popular show, your credibility is much higher because it's not about you promoting yourself. They're promoting you as the expert. So because I knew that, I went and asked all the Latin shows if they would have me as a guest. And then the American shows found out about me. And then I started doing both English and Spanish. And that's where my practice just took off and uh, became. So in those days, we didn't have internet. We didn't have emails. So it was more about this exchange. Yeah. And then lastly, I'll give you the one that I feel most people are missing. Yeah. I ask for referrals. Nice. Anytime a patient mentioned to me that they were feeling better, I would say, you know, Bob, thank you so much for uh, trusting in us for your health care. Uh, but I need a favor from you. Uh, you know, we want to serve more people in our community, people like you that are struggling and have not discovered chiropractic. Would you mind sharing with at least five people today what you just told me, how chiropractic benefit you, and then send them to our office. Take some cards on the way out and mm. send them to our office, and, uh, and we will be honored. It's the greatest gift you can give us is to refer a patient into our practice. And we would do that with every single patient. Anytime they mentioned they were feeling better, we were asked for referrals. And that's how we build this so, so quickly. Nice. So, uh, first of all, um, if you listen to this right now, and I always say to everyone, there's like one thing from every interview which will absolutely guarantee to grow, uh, to grow your business. And you know, Dr. Fab, one of the things that's been so interesting in these interviews, it's the strategies like that anyone can do. But the other thing that's been interesting, the thing that pops up for me is the discipline to do something every Tuesday night. So it's easy to do a once off talk and then you may have some results, you may have a good show up or you may not, but the discipline, like you said, every Tuesday night to make sure you get in. Um, and I actually want to pivot a little bit because those are some, first of all, anyone can do those in their practices with discipline. But one of the things that you've done so well is get yourself on mainstream TV, radio, and then also position yourself as an expert by writing books. So it's kind of a twofold question, but I guess the first part of my question is, if you had to give someone advice on how to get invited to, to be part, like if, if you don't want to pay for advertising in mainstream media, as you say, it's better to be invited, but what is the best way to get invited? 
what's the discipline you need to do? Who do you need to contact? What are the structures you need to follow? What's some advice for us to get onto mainstream media? Because that surely positions yourself as an expert kind of better than anything, right? So how, how do you do it? Well, and it's so interesting because I never really saw myself as a media expert, yeah. but I, my passion, Ryan, as you know, is to impact as many people as I can. Yes. It's not about me. You yes. know, it's about helping others. Like right now, when I do a TV show that, that is naturally uh, national, uh, like a Dr. Phil show or uh, the doctors, about 10 to 15,000 people end up looking for a chiropractor. Wow. And I just refer them to them. You know, if I do a local show, it's about 3,000 people that want to see a chiropractor right away. Wow. So it has tremendous power. So let me tell you a little bit about the journey. The first thing that I discover is that the media needs health experts. And how do I know that? Because their anchors and non-health providers began to do the health news. Mm. And I realized when I started asking the producers, why is it that you don't have a doctor? They say, well, we just don't know anybody and we don't know any doctors that may be what they call media ready, meaning that they're gonna be able to express themselves comfortably in mm. front of a camera or in front of a microphone when it's radio. So the first thing I want you to know, no matter where you live right now, is that the media in your town is looking for you if you want to do media. That's the first thing I learned. The second thing is now with the internet, you can go to their website and typically you have the emails and sometimes the phone numbers of the newsroom. Yes. And what you do is you send an email or you make a call. An email is probably better. Mm -hmm. And you say, um, I have a case of a young boy with autism that is responding very well to chiropractic care. Uh, I think it will be a great opportunity uh, to be able to share these stories with your viewers. If you will have an interest on how uh, autism is responding well to natural healthcare, uh, we would love to be able to be interviewed for the, for the news. And, and I've already checked with the parents and they've given me permission that they will be also open to be interviewed. I'm telling you, you send that to a producer that every day they are struggling to come up with news. Remember, news are all repetitive now because mm -hmm. there's not enough news. So yes. they keep repeating it, not because they want to, it's because they don't have enough of them. Mm -hmm. So when you give them a nice story, they call it a pitch, you know, and it doesn't have to be autism. It could be allergies in allergy seasons. It could be colds. It could be diabetes. It could be Alzheimer's. It could be anything that you feel that you can properly position without making any claims that you can substantiate, but more importantly, to share that the body has the ability to heal. And here's a perfect case. Go ahead and interview them, you know? Mm. So you need to contact them. And it could be your newspaper, right? In your newspaper in your area, they're looking for local contributors. You could be their health contributor if you just let them know that you have a story that you want to share and you send it to them. And if they like it, they'll ask you for another one. And then pretty soon you become like the official person mm -hmm. for that newspaper. So radio, television, and newspapers, you can contact them, let them know who you are, share with them what we call relevant stories. So that means that whatever is happening in the news right now, try to tie yourself up with a story along those lines because those are the stories that they're looking for. They're looking for stories that, 
that are right now in the news that people are talking about. If there's a celebrity that all of a sudden lost weight with a keto diet, then you could be the one that talks a little bit about, hey, you know, uh, Kim Kardashian just lost 10 pounds in the keto diet. And if you would like to interview me, I would love to share a little bit about what the keto diet is and what exactly can you do to ensure that it's effective. You see, that's relevant. Kim Kardashian is relevant. The keto diet is relevant. Now you're associating yourself with them, and that's what they would love to see coming through their desk uh, every single day because they're looking for news. They're looking for news every single day. Nice. Okay, awesome. So, look, I think the big thing for me is if you look at all the things that work really well for you growing Parker, growing practices, it, ha it had to do with getting out there and something you've taught me, Dr. Fab, is that, and a previous conversations I've had for, with you, is if you put the service of the thing at the forefront, as opposed to yourself at the forefront, then uh, A, it's not about you, and obviously that's one way to get over nerves of public speaking and all of that, but the other thing is it becomes bigger than you, it becomes bigger than you, and when it becomes bigger than you, you'll do more often from a discipline perspective and a, and, and a commitment perspective to grow the thing that's bigger than you, which I think you've all, it's just your, your life is always aligned with that way of thinking. Um, so I guess then pivoting into, because it's very relevant, I may, uh, so one of the biggest things that grown my practices has been events. So we put on, I mean, this week alone, we've got, we've got three to five corporate events. We're going to companies we speak. We've also got from Facebook, we drive people into our practices and we talk. So we've probably got 10 events just this week from our practices. But I may teach a doc the strategies, but really the mindset to get over the thing to put yourself out there, if you, haven't, if you don't get over that, you're never gonna put yourself out there. Yeah. So just a little piece of advice from a guy that's been on mainstream TV, mainstream radio, written books, what would you say the big thing that's to help someone get over that and to put themselves out there because it's essential for their positioning and their growth? So what would you say to someone, if I had to say that to you now, how do, they, how do they overcome that fear, if you will? Well, you know, it's so funny because I'll, I'll give it to you in one sentence. Yeah. If I can do it, anyone can do it. <laughs> I mean, I can't even write. When, I, when the idea came to me to do a chicken soup for the chiropractic soul, uh, I wanted somebody else to do it. But then Mark Victor Hansen and Jack Canfield said to me, if you commit to doing it, we'll do it with you because we know you, we trust you. Yes. And we know yes. that you're going to deliver. And I'm like, I can't even write a sentence because English is my second language, you know? And then I can't even speak because, you know, English is my second language. And here I am getting paid $25,000 a speech everywhere I go. Mm -hmm. And it's not about you. It's about understanding that you bring value to somebody mm -hmm. else. To me, the whole idea of the book of Chicken mm -hmm. Soup for the Chiropractic Soul mm -hmm. was to tell the stories of our patients in mm -hmm. a medium that was acceptable, that was very exciting out there because Chicken Soup was the biggest brand, as you know, in book series, over 600 million books they've sold uh, in the history of Chicken Soup. So we know that that's the case. So let me give you some, some other things. Number one is uh, learn to embrace your imperfections. Nice. That's what I've learned to do. There is no perfect person out there, but the one thing that I can tell you that everyone is looking for is what I call authenticity. Mm. 
Mm. You don't have to be like anyone else. I'm traditionally, I can be funny, but I'm not as funny as maybe Ellen, right? Ellen mm. is very funny and she is one of our biggest talk show hosts. Dr. Phil is very serious, right? And he even tells me, he says, you've got the face for television, I got the face for radio, right? But he's become very big because he's authentic yeah. with himself, with his audience, and that connection is what matters. So you gotta find ways that you can be yourself and be, don't be afraid to be yourself. So I'm gonna give you my other secret, my mantra. So whenever I've done television, whenever I've done radio and I put myself out there in, in, in a very uncomfortable position, I have a mantra that I tell myself and I haven't really shared this with the public, but I'm gonna share it with you because I think it's relevant. I say to myself, Ryan, even at my worst, I'm better than most. Yeah. Even at my worst, I'm better than most. So first of all, as a doctor of chiropractic, you're less than 1% of the population in the United States, in the world. Less than 1% of the population in UK. You know, there's less than 1% of the, doc the, the population is a doctor. So that means that you're already at the 1%. Mm, nice. You're an educated person. You've already sacrificed years in studying. The problem is that you don't think of yourself as that valuable mm. because people are not coming to you telling you how great you are. You have to learn to tell yourself how great you are every mm. single day. That's how you fix this uncomfortable fear mm. of being exposed to other people. I still remember the first speech I ever gave, right? When we had those 50 students, I was sweating. Mm. I was messing up. I was trying to write my lecture and read it. It was terrible. But you know what? They got value. And more people came the next two months later. And more people came two months later. And more people came two months later. Because I did not give up. I did not let my uncomfortable feelings stop me from my passion of impacting people's lives. So that's where most people give, it, give up. They be, get a little bit uncomfortable and they say, oh, I can't do this. I want you to know that no one that does this is ever comfortable when they first start. Yeah. Oprah was not comfortable when she first started. You know, uh, no, no best-selling author is ever comfortable on their first book. They second-guess themselves all the time, mm. but they do it, mm. and they do it again, and they mm. do it again until they perfect it. So just believe in yourself. If you have an idea of something that you are, can do or would like to do, that's already giving you permission. That's your innate telling you, you're the person to do it. So don't question it. Just figure out a way how to get started. And if it's public speaking, start maybe with three or four people in your practice, or maybe get some friends over the weekend, and then get practice, get comfortable with it. If it's writing, just write a page every day. Mm -hmm. You know, within one year, you can have 365 pages. One page a day, that's all you need to do and you'll learn to how to write properly in doing so. If you wanna do radio, just get yourself invited into a radio show. It doesn't have to be anything big. It could be an internet radio that only has about maybe 200 audiences, but it doesn't matter. What matters is that you do it, get comfortable. The more you do it, the more you'll see that you have everything that you need to be successful. Remember, you're 1% of the world. That means that you're already at the top of the game. You just don't understand that. So in television, they teach us, we have to teach the public on a fifth grade level. They don't want us using words beyond fifth grade. If a fifth grader cannot understand it, 
you cannot be on television. So you have to learn to be very uh, simple in your language. Mm. We're very educated, so we want to use big fancy words, but that's not how people learn. No. You keep it very simple, and then you try to come up with relevance, you know, analogies or examples that they can relate to, and that way the message goes even deeper. And then thirdly, and the most powerful way to educate is through stories. No. Just share a story of a patient, share a story of something that happened to yourself, share a story that is meaningful, mm -hmm. keep it brief, keep it emotional, but the most important thing is to create that feeling on the audience so just be real with your stories and don't make up stories. Just be honest with them, but be emotional about them because that's what gets people excited and that's what they'll remember. Nice. Dr. Fair, that was amazing. You know, I think maybe it's relevant for me just to mention, there was a, I remember being taught this by one of my mentors and um, it's really stuck with me. And he said that, he said the reason I'm, and he's also, he's, he's, he's He's, he's, he's done very well for himself um, online and, and also some traditional media. And he said, you know, the reason I'm standing here, the reason I've maybe had the success that I've had is my willingness to look stupid in public. My willingness to look stupid in public. Now, we're not, we don't want people to look stupid in public, but the willingness to go out and the risk to put yourself out there, but risk and reward go hand in hand, right? So, um, so thank you so much. As always, whenever, whenever you speak, whenever you teach, it's authentic. It's from the trenches. You've been there. You've done it. The stuff that you're teaching is, is not, it's, it's stuff that got you to where you are. So thank you so much for sharing with us those secrets. If you're listening to this right now, I promise you right now, just those three tips on how to get out there, just those tips to get on media. There's, if you're watching this right now and you just implement one of those strategies, it's almost impossible for you not to end up in some type of media, but not maybe when you want to, when the universe decides it's right for you, it may take time. So the discipline to do the talks every Tuesday, etc. Dr. Fab, you've been amazing. Thank you so much. I'm going to ask you just to give me one closing remark to anyone listening to this about really how they can play at a bigger level whatever that is for them, service at a bigger level, what would you say closing off this interview? And I want to thank you so much. Well, you know, I could tell you, I'm going to share with you too. The first one is Brian Tracy uh, recently reminded me that the most important lesson that he's taught for over 60 years is we need to rewrite our goals every single day. Nice. That is the number one thing that if you do on a daily basis, you rewrite them, you will always succeed. And then I will give you the other one, uh, which is uh, Bob Proctor. These are all friends of mine, and, and we teach together all over the world. And Bob Proctor, and I will leave you with this, taught me that in all of his experience, right, over 70 years in teaching people how to be successful, the one thing that keeps us from being successful is undecisiveness. Mm. Be decisive. Mm. Be decisive. There is no wrong decision. There's only a decision that will lead you to your next decision. So make decisions. Stop waiting for things to be perfect. Stop waiting until you have more money. Stop waiting until you have more time. Stop waiting until your circumstances are all perfect. That will never happen. Making decisions is where the magic is. So be decisive. Wow. And Ryan is here to help you. Be decisive. Nice. Dr. Fair, that was incredible. I'm going to repeat those. Write your goals every day. Just write your goals every day. It's a clarity thing. 
So you know the, the mind is a heat-seeking missile. It's going to seek away. The universe is going to seek away for that to happen. The universe will bend over backwards to make that happen if, you, if you're looking at it every day. And the other thing is just make a decision. There's no such thing as a bad decision. Make as many make as many to say, the decision's irrelevant. Just make the decision. Dr. Fab, you've been incredible. Thank you so much for your help. I really appreciate your time. I know you're a busy man. Thanks for all you do for chiropractic. Thanks for all you do for humanity to grow. You're a legend. Thank you so much. Guys, I hope you had an amazing uh, interview. Please make sure you write some of those stuff down. Dr. Fab, thank you very much. Thank you. Hey guys, thanks for watching the video. I hope it was helpful. If you haven't yet subscribed, please subscribe, hit the like button, and share the video or leave a comment. It really mean a lot to me. Also, if you haven't subscribed, my statistics show that over 70% of you that watch my videos aren't subscribed. Hit the subscribe button. You do not want to miss the practice growth strategies I'm going to be teaching over the next couple of months. See you on the other side.